certain things that you missed is part of the love that you're looking for. So that we acquire, love language is what comes most natural to you. And so if your love language is receiving gifts, you should be giving gifts. That is why I say that every single love language should be present in a relationship. Hello, my beautiful listeners. You're listening to Heart and Hell with Naomi. And I'm Naomi Harry. In this podcast, we'll be discussing matters of the heart as well as love and life experiences. The goal is for you to learn better ways to maximize human relationships and reach for happiness. Trust me, we're going to have a swell time discussing life and relationship controversies. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Heart and Hell with Naomi. And I'm Naomi Harry, your host. If this is the first time, welcome. And if you you're coming right back after the first episode. You're a real G. So today we'll be talking about knowing your love language. Because we're trying to maximize and do the best we can with ourselves and in relationships. This is a space where we learn, we grow, and we basically do better. Everybody's on a betterment journey. And so love language is what I'd like to delve into for us to better understand ourselves and our partners. And love language simply means a way a person prefers to love and receive that love. There are standard few love languages according to Gary Chapman who has a book series on love languages in case you want to learn so much more about it and the love languages are physical touch, receiving gifts, acts of service, quality time and words of affirmation. These ways of expressiveness are present in relationships to feed our emotions and before I delve into explaining each of the love languages I would like you to understand the essence of it. For me personally I've been in a relationship where I have loved and I have showed it. Time and time again made all that effort and for some reason I knew that this person really liked me but I wasn't exactly feeling how the person wanted me to understand that they loved me. There's this kind of disconnect that is created by that you not understanding really how much a person loves you. Particularly my love language is um, my primary love language is words of affirmation and for some reason no matter what he did as long as he didn't say that he loved me or say how interested he was in me I didn't quite get it you know. And then you'd ask and you'd tell you know how interested you are to the person and and he's like you know what i do a lot of things to show you that i love you you know for example i'm here all the time how come you cannot tell that i love you when must i say it but the fact is that with love languages a conversation has to be had you have to have a conversation about what your love language is and how best the person needs to understand you in order to actually show you in the ways that you understand that they love you and so up until i was told i didn't really believe it i didn't really see all the effort and i just felt you know he was being nice or maybe he likes me but not as much as I should think because I do not want to put myself in a position where I overly think that he really likes me when he doesn't necessarily like me like that. And so you don't want that. You want to be understood and you want the person to also understand how much you truly feel about them. It is important that you understand their love language and how to communicate your feelings to them. And so that is the essence of this topic. We have to make sure that we're avoiding the disconnect and expressiveness. Each of you loving but the other not truly feeling the intensity of it is something that you must be avoiding you have to make sure that you're not missing each other's needs. Now, our love languages spring up from our formative years. It is born of how you were loved by your loved ones, by your parents, by your family members, everybody that was around you during your formative years and how you hoped that they loved you. So you find that you want to be loved in the way that you know is love, the way that you know that love is expressed based on how you have been loved over the time. And you also want to be loved in the way that you missed being loved. I'll give a perfect example of that 
is um, when I was in primary school, my family in particular during my childhood would love you by being around you, being there for you, spending a lot of time with you, you know, but we didn't used to go out as much because my mom worked so hard and, you know, I'd go out with my siblings as we got older, but as children, not really. But then I'd go to school and I'd hear all my classmates talking about how they spent their weekend and how oh, my daddy took me here and my daddy took me there and, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, going out would be nice, right? Shouldn't we do that every once in a while? Or at least as often as they do it, you know, it's an every weekend thing for some people and sometimes during the weekdays and then we have to find some kind of special occasion before we do that. But the fact is that I right now love to go on dates. I love to be out because for some reason, maybe I was trying to overcompensate for that thing that I felt was lacking, even if it really existed in my life. Even if I actually truly used to go to places, I just felt like other people had it more often than I did. And so that is why it is said that, you know, ladies who missed a father figure would be looking for that in their relationship and from their partners. So certain things that you missed is part of the love that you're looking for. And so you understand those things that you missed by observing that other people have it, the people in your environment, or just basically reading books. You find that, oh, this particular thing can exist and it existed somewhere and so I want it for myself. And so those desires are what springs up your emotional needs in your relationship. And so we each have our primary love language and that love language is the one that should not be compromised. It is the main and the most important. And so while I, I subscribe to the fact that every single love language should exist in every relationship, there are primary love languages and there are two primary love languages existing in a relationship. It's rare for you and your partner to have the same love language but it happens. So in most cases, there are two primary love languages in a relationship that should not be ignored. So while you're doing every other way of expressing love, you have to make sure that the primary love languages exist and is more frequent than the other ways of expressiveness. As you continue on loving, in the five ways, I want you to understand which is most important. And now for you to truly understand that, it's not something that you have to assume. It's something that you need to ask. It's a conversation that you need to have. While you may not know your love language, it's good to find out, go through um, research. That is what this video is about. So if you don't know your love language, based on all the information that I'm going to be giving you, you find the one that you identify with the most. Or you take a test, a test online, and then you communicate that to your partner. And should you ask this question and your partner doesn't know what their love language is, you go through the process of taking a test or analyzing it and saying, okay, so what do you like most? What appeals to you the most in your relationships? And so you find out what it is and you set that standard and you create that understanding between you and your partner so that as you go on, you can better understand each other. It's like a language. In fact, it is a language. A person speaking to you in a language that you do not understand will not be communicating. We want to be understood. That is the essence of the whole thing. We are most likely to give love in the ways that we want to be loved because that is what comes most natural to us and you will start by loving the person the way that you want them to love you hoping that they catch on to it and do it right back to you so if your partner is not sensitive enough to understand that that is what you're doing they might not be able to truly pick up on it and so that is why the communication is essential so while making the effort to love your partner in their love language after creating the understanding when your partner sees you expressing your love language to them they can better appreciate it because they understand that this is what comes natural to you and this is your way of loving and
and so they can see it and appreciate it even if it is not their love language at least it means something between the both of you that okay this is how they they would like me to love them and so this is the effort they put into me seeing or feeling this way about them so i believe as humans we generally like to be loved in all these five ways i'm going to first start with my personal love language which is words of affirmation that is my primary love language and words of affirmation are those of us who verbally acknowledge affection people who have great value for spoken words and whether negative or positive actually so for them no matter what you do if it is not said it is not acknowledged as long as you're showing me how much you love me i would appreciate it i'll see it as as that but if you haven't said it i don't think i'll jump to assuming that that this is what that means you know even if i saw that that happened when you back up your actions with these words it makes it more reaffirming you know so you have to show them love with compliments expressiveness um reassurance appreciation encouragement insults are just as detrimental as the compliments are good because the people take into account every single word that comes out of your mouth so i take seriously what a person says like i'd usually say i mean what i say and i say what i mean i try to be as honest as possible as i can with the people around me and i, I expect that honesty back i expect that clarity back i believe that even if you according to people say when you're very upset you don't necessarily mean that thing that you have said because it is so bad and egregious i would take it just a little seriously because it actually came from somewhere you know you actually thought about it processed it and said it and so even if it came out of you not really thinking your mind conceived it it came from somewhere and so it should be taken seriously so if you tell me that i'm stupid i know there's a part of you that thinks that i am that way i definitely won't look past it apart from showing love you have to say it the person appreciates being acknowledged and praised and you have to communicate and share intimate details those shared stories feel their love for you and i'm personally i appreciate when i appreciate it when people open up to me about certain intimate details now i'm a person who people tell a lot of things about themselves and i know how much closer i feel to these people when they share these things with me because my love language is words of affirmation <laughs> and so when a person is able to open up to me and tell me something about themselves and i feel a little bit closer to them i know how i take seriously those shared stories and those shared moments and those shared details because because of the value that I attach to the things that people say. And so the second love language that I'll be delving into is quality time. So people with this love language feel most loved when their partner intentionally spends time with them. And not just partner, family, whoever it is, whoever they love, spends a lot of time with them. So they love it when you actively listen, make eye contact, and are attentive to them. For example, a person who loves quality time will not nearly appreciate you giving them money to go shopping as they would you actually going shopping with them and spending that time and enjoying the moment with them they want you to choose to spend your time with them and that you're fully present in the moment where you're spending that time with them you have to ask them what ways they would like you to spend your time with them ask them so you do not assume ask them okay so how would you like us to spend our time today so today i'm going to be spending my entire day with you how would you like us to spend it it's not you just coming around because you have to be it is you choosing to spend that time with them and that that for them appeals more cancel plans 
postpone dates, being distracted when you're with them, staying on your phone, and practically ignoring them is particularly offensive. They want to feel like spending time with them is your priority, and that undivided attention is the most essential part of it. I have a sister who loves spending time with me, and I would go home to spend some time with her, and she has some kids who I love so much. So my nieces would like to occupy my time as much as she would like to. And so sometimes I'd spend time with the children, spend time with her husband, and also spend some time with her. When it's time for me to leave, even if I stayed there the entire day, she would remind me that in this entire day that I spent at her house, I spent only 40 minutes talking to just her. So that is, in general, how people whose love language is quality time feel. The third love language I'll be talking about is acts of service. Acts of service, it means um, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. Like doing the dishes, doing laundry, just in general fixing things. And I find this to be very, very difficult. Um, love language is satisfied because it's a lot of work to be trying to get stuff done to make this person happy. But you find that these people need it. So running errands, doing dishes, doing the laundry, paying the bills, cooking, fixing things around the house are the things that appeal the most. And it's not the same as paying someone to get all those things done. Even if those will be appreciated, they would like to see you make this effort to take care of them. And so it's said that people with this love language are those people who are mostly burdened with a lot of responsibility. We're talking about people who, not lazy, but in, in general, people who need help. People who do not have the physical ability to get these things done and actually have these needs. They're thought that, you know, the people, the loved ones around them cater to their needs. And so when you do it, it is such a big deal. The others are firstborns, breadwinners of their family, first sons, only sons, people like that who are taught that these acts of service are the ways that they need to care for their family members. They appreciate it when you show it to them because they see that as the love that they show giving right back to them. And so it's much appreciated by those people. If this is your love language, it means that you strongly believe that actions speak louder than words. As much as a person says, if they're not put into work, the ways that they feel doesn't really appeal as much. So if this is your love language, you would just want your partner to be able to lift the burden. You just want someone that you can rely on, someone that is just as responsible as you are because you would appreciate that. You'd appreciate someone just coming to lessen that burden. Another kind of people who have this as a love language is stay-at-home wives and women who just have a lot to do. And stay-at-home husbands also, people who need their lives to be easier, would appreciate it most when you come and get stuff done. And so for people with this love language, unreliable people, people who cancel on you, people who tell you that they will and just simply do not come through for you are a big problem for them. They like to see that their partner pays attention to their needs. And so the argument of paying someone to get the job done, being as good as you getting the job done is a big one when it comes to acts of service being a love language because not a lot of them work would appreciate it. Of course, they don't appreciate it as much as you doing it because watching you get these things done is beautiful but then in a distant relationship where you're far away from the person and cannot actually come to get that done the fact that you remember that these things need to be done and that they would need some assistance getting it done and you call place an order you get someone to just get that delivery done or get that thing done for this person it's just as appreciated as you doing it yourself because your presence is felt in fact the fourth love language we're going to be talking about is receiving gifts and it happens to be one of the most controversial love languages since every Everyone loves getting gifts. So, but women in particular are known to use this as a way to demand gifts from their partners, but 
that is not what this is. So that we are clear, love language is what comes most natural to you. And so if your love language is receiving gifts, you should be giving gifts. So this love language is not just receiving gifts, it's also giving gifts. And also this is not about expensive gifts because for this kind of person, it is a thought that counts, it is an effort and the memory behind giving these gifts. So thoughtless and impersonal gifts are not as appreciated or are especially bad. I saw this episode of Grace and Frankie, right? It is a series on Netflix and in an episode of it her ex-husband was moving out of a house and he had a stash a box of gifts that he had bought and then he would usually tag you know sorry grace you had a bad day today here is to cheer you up or uh, i'm sorry i was wrong and you were right or um congratulations on 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 winning or he'd say you know happy mother's day merry christmas and he bought just a stash of jewelry because he knows his wife likes jewelry and put in a box and then he would go it's already tagged and everything and he'd go just pick them up and give them to her and she found this stash of gifts and she felt like she was upset because it now looks like a box of treats so these gifts are not in fact personal but then to him he went to the store and actually thought of her when he bought all of them but then you bought these gifts in bulk and so it is not the same as you actually going out to get this particular one because this is how you feel in the moment right now and so this is all jewelry there's no special jewelry for this moment in time so people whose love language is receiving gifts do not appreciate in impersonal gifts i don't think people in general appreciate impersonal gifts the more thoughtful it is, the more beautiful it feels to receive those gifts. And then you, in fact, when you're giving a, a gift, you're more excited for this person to see it if you put a lot of thought and effort into it. And so it's not even about how much it costs. It's not even about if you bought it. If you made it, it's just as good. So these types of people, meaningful surprise gifts are just as beautiful and important. I would recommend that special days and beautiful dates, birthdays, Christmases, and things like that should be marked by gifts because these gifts are what attach the memories to them and most people who have receiving gifts as a love language are collectors and so you see them keep some kind of momentum of their relationship for a very long time and it is because of the memory attached to it and in fact in general i think people collect things like that and keep if it really matters to you, you keep those things that is why i say that every single love language should be present in a relationship because gifts have sentimental values the fifth love language that i'm going to be talking about here is physical touch so physical touch is love language of those people who primarily love physical signs of affection like kisses cuddles holding hands hugs and just in general body contact so this is another controversial love language because it is rumored that men use this as an excuse to require more intimacy of their partner which is very very funny but the fact is that physical touch is enjoyed by every single human being but then for some people it is more detrimental when you are distant from them than others physical touch does not in fact have to be intimacy the actual intercourse it is in general just body contact people who have physical touch as a love language are those who find their personal space very very important because there must be boundaries and now if you are important enough and they want to be around you you find that those boundaries are lost to you and they just need you to be in their personal space all the time i think that already comes with emotions when you really like somebody you want them in your personal space all the time but people whose love language is physical touch have no limits to the amount of time they need you in their personal space so these are the indications being clingy is most likely some of the indication that this person loves physical touch and so in a different kind of setting you find that putting on a spouse's jacket perceiving their perfume on it gives you that feeling of physical touch 
and satisfies those needs it is not just intercourse it is just having a person next to you holding hands walking down the street looking into each other's eyes and just right there being next to each other and clinging to each other there's a reason why couples who have that close body contact whenever you see them seem happier to you than those who have a huge distance between them because it feels like they're more intimate and they're closer than these other ones because in fact when you're not in good terms with a person your body language will show that you do not want them in your personal space for these kinds of people particularly it is offensive when you deny them intimacy it is offensive when you sleep out of bed it is offensive when you withhold sex from them it is offensive when you decide you know what right now i'm not talking to you so don't come anywhere close to me so it is more hurtful than many other things that you could be doing to them so neglecting their physical needs is detrimental to the bond that you share with a person whose love language is physical touch invading their personal space is a big problem also so it is detrimental when you invade in fact invading anybody's personal space is particularly detrimental studies show that people with physical touch as their love language find it to be so much more traumatizing when a person chooses to invade their personal space so if you are unwelcomed it is especially torturous to invade their personal space so for a bonus love language on this episode i'd like to say food does it for some people food is some people's love language and this particular love language i'm dedicating to my friend and she loves food buying food cooking together just anybody that can bring her a meal is in love with her as far as i'm concerned and so you see that she's happier to share a meal with you she's happier to be around someone who understands her need for food you know so chocolates whatever kind of food ordering food and sending over things like that appeal it's a beautiful way of showing love to these people who we now call foodies and now it's not even about the person loving food so much it's just the fact that they particularly appreciate it when you choose to serve or give them food and there are a huge number of people in this category i mean just paying attention to their need for food food is interpreted as love to them you know you need to be open and honest and articulate about your love language so that it becomes present in your relationship and so use all these love languages that we have talked about today to fully spice up your relationship because the more the merrier right the more the merrier there's this concept by gary chapman on his book called the love tank right the love tank he described to be it's like a foil tank but this is filled with your emotion of love and so if you ask your partner on a scale of one to ten on a scale of one to 10 how full is your love tank right now and what can i do to fill that up for you it says love language is about sharing it is not you being selfish to receive love and not give it if you make sure that you're feeling or feeling your love tank if you say oh okay right now i think i'm on a 10 you're like oh okay so it means you're feeling good and then if she says or he says oh, right now my love tank is a, it's a four or five and so you're like okay so what activities can we do to you know fill that right back up so that you're feeling completely loved it is the fact that if you make sure to maintain a good level on your love tank when problems arise and when there is a big problem it doesn't meet you on an empty tank in the middle of a highway and so you're stuck and it's more difficult to fix the problem because in fact right now you are not even feeling in love in the first place and so you notice that when you have arguments with your partner in a moment where you're not completely in love those arguments usually lead to the end of the relationship because if the person for any reason says anything that doesn't sit right with you you're like okay 
so what am I doing here in the first place? In fact, I'm done with this because right now I don't even see how important you are to me. And then that is that brings the end of the relationship. But if you are maintaining a certain level or pedestal of love in your relationship, you know that the arguments will be easier to come over because you are truly feeling the love. So it is advised that you do the acts of love and the feelings will follow. And if you're listening to this and you still don't know your love language, give this a good thought. What flatters you the most amongst the different ways that people show you love? What was your childhood like? What did your family do to show you that they loved you? You know, what does your partner do that makes you feel most loved? And what are your favorite memories of your loved ones? You know, what do you feel? And then what do you seek the most from your partner? What is the first point of call when you want to show someone that you love them? So what are those things that you do when you want to express love? So what do you often do to your loved ones to show them that you care? And what hurts the most from your past relationships? So there are a lot of things that could trigger you, but what exactly, what kinds of hurt exist in your mind as the worst? And like I said earlier, you can simply take a love language test online, get to know what your love language is and find ways to express yourself and find ways to spice up your relationship. Thank you. I think this is this is where we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me. I'm glad to have been here. So what I would encourage you to do is today go and have that conversation with your friends and loved ones ask the people around you what is your love language and if you do not know go take a test on google or listen to the episode again and you know find them choosing what their love language is so that you better understand the people around you and better understand your partner and have a way where you can easily show them that you love them by doing these beautiful love languages or expressing in these ways how you love them so the next episode of mine i will be talking about vulnerability and expressiveness and it's going to be it's going to be interesting i promise going to be just as interesting as this one if you enjoyed this episode i'd like you to like subscribe and share with your friends because if you stayed this long it means that you enjoyed it and i'm glad that you spent this time with me i know that it took you quite a while and took a chunk out of your day and so thank you so much for listening to another episode of hat and hair with naomi and i'm naomi harry and i'll be seeing you in the next episode that's it for today's episode Thank you for experiencing this with me on Heart and Her with Naomi. Remember to like, subscribe, give this a review wherever you're listening to this podcast and definitely share. If you'd like to ask me about your relationship or anything you want me to talk about or to basically just share your heart with her, find me on Instagram at Heart and Her, Twitter and TikTok at Naomi underscore Harry or send an email to Heart and Her with Naomi at gmail.com. This podcast is available on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Make sure to turn on the notification to get new episodes. Bye. See you next time.